It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to just share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every week. I did a Facebook Live one time about horrible customer service. If a business wants to thrive and see repeat customers, it's important to listen, care, and be present to what your customer wants and needs. I remember a very specific situation from when I was a kid. I was at a Sears store with my grandpa, and he wanted to buy a hammer that day. We picked up our hammer, and we waited at the counter and saw two employees just a few feet away from us, not noticing or caring that a paying customer was ready to buy an item from them. Grandpa leaned over to me and said, let's see how long this takes. It was probably two or three minutes before either one of them noticed us. And then finally, one of them said, hello, sir, how are you? How can I help you? Grandpa told them they seemed more interested in talking to each other than they were in helping a paying customer. So we would buy our items somewhere else. We set the hammer down on the counter and he said, let's go. I thought that was really, really bold, but it was a very valuable lesson. Life is too short to work with people who irritate you or don't care because customers do have a lot of choices these days. So the great lesson is pay attention to people, listen to them and be present. You will be so very glad you did. With all this in mind, I'd like to introduce my very special guest this week. My guest this week is Dan Locke. Let me tell you about him. Dan is a Chinese-Canadian business magnet and global educator, best known for being the founder and chairman of Closers.com, the world's number one SAAS platform which connects companies to closers. And beyond that, he has led several global movements to redefine modern education, where he's taught people from over 130 countries to develop high-income skills, unlock true financial confidence, and master their financial destinies. He's also a two-time TEDx opening speaker. He's also an international best-selling author of over a dozen books and a member of Young President's Organization, which is a private group of global chief executives whose companies employ 16 million people and generate $6 trillion U.S. in annual revenues. He's also host of his very own show, The Dan Lok Show. It's a series featuring billionaire tycoons and millionaire entrepreneurs. And today he continues to be featured in thousands of media channels and publications every year and is widely seen as one of the top business leaders by millions around the world. His new upcoming book is called Unlock It. It's coming out in the not-too-distant future. Be on the lookout for that. We're going to talk about so much on the show today. I cannot wait. Here we are with my very special guest, Dan Locke. Dan, how are you today? I'm doing good. And Brian, I love your voice. Thank you. It is so awesome. I receive that and I own it. Thank you so very much for that. I love that. So here's the first thing I normally ask people. Just give us a sense of your background. You've got such an interesting history. Uh, you came to Vancouver from Hong Kong when you were 14 years old. Tell us about that. That's correct. Because at the time I was in, I was born in Hong Kong, and at the time I was getting into a lot of trouble as, as a teenager. And one day, so I was getting to hang around with the wrong people, and one day uh, my father actually had to bail me out from a police station. Mm. And the police officer was telling my dad, you got to get your son out of this environment because 
Uh, he's gonna end up end up, end up on, on on the street or end, end up being a, a, a like a criminal or in jail or something, right? Because I was hanging around with wrong people, getting into fights. So then, very short period of time, within like six months a year, my father just like no, get get, get him out of Hong Kong, and boom, we immigrated to to Vancouver, Canada, within a very short period of time. So I arrived to this country uh, with no money, no connections, and not a word of the English language on my lips. I, I still speak with an accent. And shortly after that, my mom and dad actually got divorced when I was 16 years old. Mm. And my, then my dad, unfortunately, well, within a year, when I was 17 years old, he went bankrupt. Mm. Uh, his business partner took his money and basically disappeared overnight. And that mm. left him about a million dollars in debt. And my father was the one that who signed on all the paper. So he was the guarantor for everything. And, and that destroyed him. That destroyed him financially and, and emotionally. So a lot of people, they ask me how I got into business, right? How yes. I got into entrepreneurship. It's, Brian, it's actually by accident. Mm. I, 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 money never interested me. That I, would, I never thought of becoming an entrepreneur and thing like that. But because at the time, as the only child in my family, I had to take care of my mom. And I thought, if I wasn't doing that well in school, I couldn't provide for my mom working at just a minimum wage job. So I yeah. kind of got pushed into entrepreneurship because I wanted to support my mom and my family, right? Yeah. Wow. That is so interesting. I just can't imagine being that far in debt. It's, it's mind-blowing. So in your own business journey, you told us about why you wanted to be an entrepreneur, but in your own business journey, you experienced a lot of a lot of debt before you rose to the top. Tell us about how that <laughs> happened. So, so when I saw what my what the business partner did to my dad yeah. how that destroyed him as a man like he was never the same man ever again after that incident right mm -hmm. and, and guess brian what did i tell myself i'll never never let that happen to me right of course yeah never like like you're stupid why would you sign all these things why would we trust people like don't trust people right Right. Okay. So I was starting all these businesses. I had a lot of different failures, right? I, tr I tried vending machines. I, I tried uh, delivering like stuff and, and like mowing lawns. And as a young guy, you try to do everything to make a living. Sure. Anyway, so I found a, a partner. No, I found, he found me, right? Yeah. And he sold me on the idea, hey, Dan, you should, you know, with the internet, you know, boom, what's happening? You should build a website. So, okay, let's build a website. So he basically sold me on the idea to build a website and I was borrowing money from like family and, and friends and my mom's like savings. My mom was loaning me money to start this business, right? Online mm -hmm. business. Shortly after that, he said, oh yeah, we build a website, but we need, we need, we need money for programming. I said, okay, I'll, 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 we'll, I'll borrow some more money. And before, it's like a gambler mentality, right? right? right. Long, long story short, back and forth, back and forth. This is about a year-ish into it. Uh, I lost all my mom's money. Uh, I borrow all this money, credit card racked up. This person, exactly the same thing. One day, I knock on his door. He was living in the same building, in the condo. The, 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 build, the, the, the place was empty. He was gone. Oh. So the stuff that I swear that I would never let, ha let it happen to me, that happened to my father, guess what? It happened to me. Wow. Right? How, how deep in debt did you get? I was $150,000 in debt. 
So that's also a very big number. <laughs> that's 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 yeah, for a young guy. That's 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 no different than a million dollars. Like, how can I ever pay this off? Absolutely. Some right. people in your situation might have just declared bankruptcy, but you chose to try and dig your way out of it, correct? Yes, because uh, a lot of the money's from like my relatives, my uncles, and things like that, and and I had I had to pay off. So, Absolutely. So it's like people talk about. You know, Dan. You know what? 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 What made you so determined? Like, why are you so persistent? And why are you so motivated? Well, Brian has nothing to do with motivation. Okay, right. It, it has to do with desperation. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was in debt. I was back in the corner. I owe all the like in the Asian culture when you owe like family money. Yeah. It is. It is bad. It is. Yeah. It's really bad. Right. And this was about maintaining and and restoring relationships with people that you borrowed money oh, from. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, when they, I mean, my well, my relatives, they were they were calling my mom, and my mom was crying all the time. It was it was a lot. It was very very stressful. Oh, very, absolutely. Very stressful. So, what is it that you did to turn around? You were acting out of desperation. What were yeah. there specific steps, or was there a methodology behind your madness? It, it was one thing. My mentor. So mm-hmm. I, I was lost, just like most people. I was looking for answers, right? Yeah, Now yeah. You, you have something like, like like your show, Success Profile Radio, but at the time there wasn't a lot of like as much information available, right? Like you know right. now your podcast and things like that, YouTube. Uh, so just like most people, I was trying to find answers, going to the library, looking at books and reading success books and all these things, right? Motivational mm-hmm. tapes and stuff, and so that. Those things were okay, but they didn't quite work for me. They didn't change my life, at least for me. Right, right. It's only when I when I found my first mentor. His name is Alan Jacks, and mm-hmm. Alan at the time runs one of the largest financial seminar company in Canada. Yeah. And I stumbled upon him and his work, and I, I begged him, I pleaded him, I I was like willing to work for free, and he told me under his wings, and I worked for him for about a year, and he was the one. He said, "I'm going to teach you exactly how business actually works." Because oh, I was starting all these businesses, but but I I had no idea, Brian, like how it works. Mm-hmm. I was just like an ambitious, hungry young guy, right? But no one taught me. Oh, here's how marketing works. Here's how sales works, right? Here's how yeah. business works. And he taught me for for one year. Basically, worked for him for for like minimum wage for for one year. Uh, was in his office. He would give me work, and he gave me. A skill, that's what turned my life around. He gave me a high income skill at the time, copywriting. Yes, and that turned my life around. So shortly after that, after uh, after one year, I started my own one man kind of like madman advertising agency. And from so there, I was working with clients. I was in my early twenties, and I was making about ten thousand dollars a month as a copywriter because now. Not just I have the fire and ambition, but I have the skill that could offer that I could offer the marketplace in exchange of of money. I can deliver my service, right? And that was good. So then I was living very frugally, and then I can I started paying off some of the debt. That is absolutely fantastic. So we've got just a, maybe two or three minutes to our first break. Why do you think some people get rich and other people get go broke and stay broke? I think most people they try to they were struggling financially. They want to get rich, but they don't they don't have the skills. Mm. They want the result. Like say, I want to win the 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 gold medal, but you don't have the skills. Yeah. Right. That's, and mm-hmm. and the marketplace always reward you for skills. Yeah, and it's so interesting. You see some of these people graduating from college now, and they got 
their degree in something that isn't necessarily a useful skill in the world. And now That's they're right. whining and complaining about being thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. No one's going to hire them. That's right. Um, and, and you chose your own major. I mean, I'm glad I went to college when I did, I got my degree in communication studies and thank goodness there's a universal application to that. Yes. But, um, I, I think if I had to do it today, I don't know if I'd go to college or not. And I, I and this is from someone who loves, loves school. So, the world is a very, very different place, absolutely. We are coming up against our very first break. My very special guest this week is Dan Locke, and his new book upcoming is called Unlock It. We will talk about that starting in the next segment, and we are going to have a wonderful time. This is a fantastic episode, and I hope you stay with us all the way to the end. We'll be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be back shortly. and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time. You may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Dan Locke, and we're going to talk about his new book upcoming called Unlock It very shortly. And if you've not gotten my new book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, it's an Amazon. It's in Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, anywhere fine books are sold. And if you go to your bookstore and you don't see it, ask them to stock it. Please do. It's fantastic. It's a compilation of some of my best interviews from the show. And you'll hear from experts like uh, Darren Hardy, Jack Canfield, Tom Ziegler, Sharon Lecter, Laura Langmeyer, and the list just goes on and on and on. Dan, I would love to ask you an interesting question because I know Bruce Lee is one of your big heroes. And there certainly is 
a relationship between martial arts and business. What do you think that is? How does success happen in both of those disciplines? Well, wow, that's a good question. First of all, I would say as an entrepreneur, as a, as a, as a, as a man, uh, as, as an influencer, a lot of what I've learned, uh, I learned from martial art. Yeah. And because when I was uh, going through high school in here in Canada, I was getting bullied, Brian. I was getting bullied almost every single week, getting wow. beat up. And so because uh, I couldn't, people thought I was weird because I couldn't speak the language. And I was one of the only three Chinese in my school. Oh. So, and I was, the school that I was going to is, is a school in Surrey. So in, in case you don't know Surrey, like West Wall, it's like kind of the hood in Vancouver, okay. right? And so one day I was flipping through the channel. I came across Return of the Dragon, a Bruce Lee movie where he yes. was, he fought with Chuck Norris, you know, he, he couldn't speak a word of English, went to like Rome and then he kicked ass and kick ass, you know, all these bad, bad guys and protect the, the restaurant, right? That was the whole story. Right. And, and immediately he became my hero. So I have been very fortunate. I've actually studied under two of Bruce Lee's original students. Wow. Mr. Ted Wong and Sifu Joe Lewis. So the martial I practice is actually Jeet Kune Do, which is Bruce Lee's martial art. So I'm a huge fan, not just from a movie perspective. I've actually spent my whole life studying his work. Right. So it has affected me deeply, deep, deeply as, 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 as a man, as a human being, as an entrepreneur. Wow. That is absolutely fantastic. I love that. Meanwhile, you've had more than 55 million downloads a month of your content in over 170 countries. I'm sure a lot of people are dying to know, how do you get a reach that large in, in your business? <laughs> First of all, I never thought uh, I would have reached like that. That wasn't my my intention, anything like that. It was, even, even before, like YouTube, would, I would say it was my first social media platform that I pay some attention to. At the time, I would just throwing out, throwing up some content on there because my video guy was telling me, hey, Dan, we've got this footage of you speaking. What do you want to do? It was too big of a father to send to me. I just throw it on YouTube. That was it. That's how I yeah. got started. <laughs> it wasn't like, like super plan or things like that. So, and from there, I think it was getting traction and I was seeing things and people were, were approaching me and wanting to do business with me because of that. That's when I realized, okay, there is something here very, very powerful. That I've been, I've been online, like marketing online, doing business online since 2004. So I get it, right? I've seen like paper clay, Google, and I've done like SEO back then, or Yahoo. Like mm -hmm. I've done all that, right? But when I saw social media, something clicked. I said, yeah. this, this is it. Now, there was a turning point. At the time, it was about four, yeah, four, about four years, 2014. Uh, at the time, there were only a few so influencers on yeah. YouTube. Actually, less than three that has what I would say consider significant following, right? And right. I thought to myself, okay, if there are only, there are only three influencers in the, in the business category on YouTube, there's got to be a space for a fourth and fifth one, right? Sure. And that's when I said, okay, I'm going to go all in on YouTube. And then later on, it branches out to Facebook and, and Instagram and things like that. But that's when I made a decision, I'm going to focus on this. So YouTube really took me from a successful entrepreneur to a global brand. That's amazing. I love yeah. that. Here's something I do occasionally ask people. What is the biggest no you've ever had in business? The biggest no that I've had in business, well, it would be when I approach my, my second mentor, uh, Dan Pena. You, you, maybe you've seen him. He's on, on, on YouTube, the $50 billion man. Yeah, yep. right? Um, yep. And actually, I call him Big Dan. And uh -huh. Big Dan is actually... 
coming to uh, Vancouver in September to speak at my event closed as a black uh, as, a, as, a, as a keynote. So with Big Dan, when I, when I read his book, Your First Hundred Million, when I approached him, I called the castle. He lives in Castle in Scotland. And wow. I called him and to, to want him to spend some time with me. And I got rejected by his gatekeeper 13 times. <laughs> wow. 13 times. And, and from there, but finally, like, we meet. And then, and then we have, of course, now he's, my mentor, he's been my mentor for the last decade. And so I would say that's a pretty big no. But I'm yeah. glad I kept going yes to saying finally get a yes. I think a lot of people would have quit after two or three, but you stuck it out for 13 I, times. I, I was calling every single day, same time, every day, 13 times consecutively. Yeah, guess who's on the phone again? Oh, that guy. I guess I'll talk to him now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Just, just, to, just to, to get rid of me, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's so funny because sometimes eventually someone will take your call because if you decide to finally talk to them, maybe they'll just go away. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. we're here We're here now for, for good. That's awesome. Yeah, that's right. That's Great. Right. So let's talk about your new book, Unlock It. Um, what is it about and why did you decide to write this? Uh, the last book that I wrote was more than 10 years ago. It was a book called F You Money. Yeah, and when I say "f you money," people say, "What well, does that mean? Full money?" No, it means exactly what it says. It's "f you yeah. money." Uh, and I wrote that book in my late twenties, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and back then, uh, I would say, Brian, I would say the first, let's say, from my twenty years old to thirty years old, I was the guy who was very much about chasing success. Mm. Okay, that's uh, it's about money, right? It's always about money, more accomplishment, more things, more car, more, more stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I wrote that book in my late 20s, and one day I was having a conversation with my wife, my, my wife Jenny, and Jenny was like, hey, you know, we don't have any kids yet. Let's say we have kids. What, what's the book that I want my son or daughter to read? Like, what's my legacy? Yeah. Do I really want to give them a book called F You Money? Even though I, I agree, a lot of stuff I wrote, I still agree with them, mm -hmm. but the Danlock back then, let's say called that Danlock 2.0. To, to, to Danlock today, I'm, I'm a very different person, yeah. right? That I've evolved. Like now, I'm like in my, in my late 30s. That I've evolved, I've changed, and the way I view life, the way I view success, the way I view money and wealth. I mean, it's changed significantly, right? Yeah. So, so back then, the guy was chasing success, all of that, and now, and that's why the book Unlock It, the, the subtitle is The Master Key to Wealth, Success, and Significance. Mm. That our transition from a life from chasing success to significance, now it's not just about more stuff, it's actually about less stuff. And yeah. I, I have this new point of view, the worldview or philosophies that I just want to share with the world. And so even though I said to myself, after have your money, I don't, want to, I don't ever want to write another book, because you know that, right? It's a lot of work. Yes. Right? It's a huge amount of work. Yes. And but I said it's necessary because I because especially with my reach today mm -hmm. that I want people to know that this is what I believe in today. Yeah, right? this is what I want young people to read. This is what yeah. I want all entrepreneurs to read. And that's why I wrote the book. So would you say that this is probably your legacy project? Yeah, 100 percent. No, doubt. that's fantastic. And eventually, you know, because some people and I, I go through books for people. Sometimes people want their legacy book to be the first one. And that's okay. But yeah. you know, I, I have, I mean, I've written three books and I've ghostwritten a bunch of books for other people and I still haven't written my legacy book because my story's not done. Yes. Yes. And maybe I'll write another book when I'm 50, 60 years old. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Then who knows? Yeah, absolutely. My legacy book is going to come someday. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different, but this is what I believe is my 
my my my most important work that I want the world to see. Absolutely. Was the writing process for this book significantly different from how you wrote your other books? Oh, very, very different. Like, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. So this yeah. is multiple draft, multiple division. Just uh, the book's supposed to be out already right now, right? We have a couple months delay because yeah. just the about a, a month before we send the whole thing to the publisher, yeah. uh, to, For- to Forbes Books, that, hey, here's the final draft. I looked at it, right? I, yes. I, 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 I trash the whole thing. I rewrite. I say, let's start from scratch. Wow. Like, that's like, he's the final manuscript. I looked at it and said, no, we start, scrap the whole thing, start again. Wow. Because I thought, still, that's not quite what I wanted. Yeah. And that, that caused a lot of trouble. That, dri- that drives the publisher crazy. It drives, drives my team crazy, right? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. like, it screws the whole schedule. But I'm like, no, I, I can't do this. I have to make it right. And that's yep. how, how serious I take it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk about some of the themes that are in this book. What is the wealth triangle? Mm. So the wealth triangle is the core concept, the framework that I teach within everything I do. And if you can imagine, there are three parts to the triangle. And this triangle would help doesn't matter where you are financially, doesn't matter what path you're taking, it will give you a lot of clarity that yeah. you know what to focus on. So there are three parts. The first part, if you can imagine at the, at the bottom left corner of the triangle, you have what I call high income skills, kind of the skill that I was talking about, right? Like my first high income skill was copywriting. And I define high income skill as a skill that could make you a minimum of $10,000 per month. Okay, basically six figure income a year. Yes. Now, with high-income skill, you're still trading hours for dollars, but you're trading hours for high dollars. You're, you're exchanging your expertise, your skills, your, your gifts, your talents with the marketplace, right? Deliver that value in the marketplace to exchange your money. Very, very simple. Then the second part is what I call scalable business. If you can imagine scalable business at the top of the, of the triangle. So a scalable business, I define it as a business that you can scale without a lot of infrastructure. Because there's a difference between growing a business and scaling a business, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's a scalable business. And then the third part, last part of the wealth triangle, is what I call high return investments. And I define high return investments as investments that could give you a 10% return year in and year out. It's very simple. Now, Brian, why is this so critical? Because not all money is created equal. High mm. income skills provide you with uh, stability and comfort and peace of mind. It gives you income, and income is king. Scalable business gives you profit. In business, we talk about making a profit, right? It gives you a profit. It gives you cash flow. Yeah. And then a business, once that's going, then high return investments builds your net worth, right? Yeah. Talk about like how wealthy people, we talk about net worth. Now, the problem is most people, you can see this on social media a lot. Hey, Brian, should I, should I buy real estate? Should I do this? Should I do that? I always right. tell people, where are you at? If you don't have a high income skill yet, don't go buy a piece of real estate. Develop your high income skill first, yes. right? And don't jump into a business. And that's why most businesses fail, right? Why 95% of small businesses fail in the first five years? Yep. Because most businesses, they jump into entrepreneurship without high income skills. There you go. And we are coming up against our next break. We are talking about the book called Unlock It by Dan Locke. That's coming out in a couple months. And we will continue this, this, this discussion when we come back on the other side. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back.
to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Dan Locke. And you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes. Please leave a review. That would be awesome and amazing. And we are talking about Dan's book, Unlock It. And we talked about the wealth triangle in the last segment. The three elements of the wealth triangle are high income skills, have a scalable business, and have high return investments. So let's start with the first one. High income skills. What skills do you think are best suited to build a high income business? I think for, to me, I teach multiple skill sets, right? But I think mm-hmm. the number one is closing. Yes. Period. Uh, doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what it is that you want in life. You, you, capital, resources, money, uh, contacts, uh, fulfillment, relationships, right? It doesn't matter what it is that you want. Someone else already have them, have these things. What you need to do is develop the ability to, to talk to them and close them, right? I always tell people, if you're struggling in business, you're not a good closer. You don't know how to close. That's why mm. you're struggling with getting customers. You're single in life, you don't know how to close, okay? Yeah. <laughs> right? it's, 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 it's all ties into all aspects of, of life. So I would say closing. And there are two types of closing, right? You're closing one-on-one, which is I, I teach high-ticket closing, which is closing for products that are at a premium price, like premium products, premium services, right? Mm-hmm. Or closing, what I call closing in print, which is my very first high income skill, and that's copywriting, right? Yes. That's, that's what it is. It's closing in print. It's not about writing. It's about closing. You're, you're selling with your words, your written words, right? So I think those two skills, I believe, are the two most powerful high income skills anyone could develop. Absolutely. So the next part of the triangle is scalable business. How mm. can we scale our income without getting really complicated or adding unnecessary risk? In some, in the brand, like some businesses, they are not designed to scale. Example, if I own a, a restaurant, right? 
every single time I want to generate more income, more revenue, I have to open up a second location, right? Yes. I have to sign a five-year lease, ten-year lease. I have to spend money on renovation and hire a lot of people, chefs and and waiters and waitress and all that. That's not a scalable business. It's a business, but it's not scalable business. A scalable business, as you grow your revenue, your your expense, your overhead should not grow at the same rate. So the faster you grow, you 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 still scale your expense, but it will not be proportionate, right? Your revenue should grow much much faster. So example, uh, if an internet-based type business, a, a software company, right? Anything that you could duplicate yourself. Example, when you they do a show like this, right? Yeah. Where doesn't matter if you have one listener or you have one million listener, your right. work is the same. Yes. You still do the show. You still spend the one hour with the guests, and you broadcast to the world. That's great. That's a very scalable business model, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's a scalable business, and then of course you have high return investments. Absolutely. And so that's the third part of the triangle: is high return investments. What specifically do you look for? Because some investments lend themselves to being high return, and others really don't. So what criteria do you look for?、Mm. So then. A lot of times, when people get into investments, because they don't, they think they will, they will get rich with investments. Right. And I think that's where you park your wealth. You should be making very good money with your high income skills and your your business. Then, when you put into investments, the problem is, you see, entrepreneurs, most entrepreneurs are actually high, they high income underinvested. They're very、mm. good at making money. They're very good at running a business. You talk to them. So, what kind of investments do you have? Most of them, they would say,、uh, not much, because、yeah. they they are the ones who put everything on the line on the business, right? And then、yeah. when they when they get to retirement, they actually accept the business, that asset. They don't have any assets that that help them with their retirements, and that's not a not a very smart thing as an entrepreneur, right? You, right. you need to wear the entrepreneur hat. You also need to wear the investor hat. So in terms of investments, I like real estate because of you can leverage, right? Yeah.、Um, I I like precious metals. Because now with the dollars and all that, the, like I'll call that fake money.、Uh, right. I, I don't believe in that, so I like precious metals and、uh, and also like I like businesses as well. I would invest in different companies where I can help the entrepreneurs and grow because that that would create more、um, cash flow and profit. Then I can put it back into investments as well.、Yeah. So I like things where I have I have control over. I don't、yeah. like I don't like stuff that I have no control. So things that are stock based, even crypto, not a fan. I never bought crypto in my life. No, I haven't either. I haven't either. It's good to hear you say that. All right. So let me ask you. I mean, times have changed, and old school advice about building wealth are no longer relevant.、Uh, we did touch on this. Your best strategies right now for growing and keeping wealth. You like real estate. You like precious metals, and you like businesses. Is there anything else that you'd like to add to that? No, it's very simple. I, I keep my investment strategies very simple. I keep my business strategy very simple as well. Right, absolutely. What do you think are some of the main differences in mindset between those who are wealthy and those who aren't? I think most people, when they might say that they want wealth, but growing up,、uh, most people that I talk to, that I even I mentor, that without knowing it, they have negative association towards wealth and wealthy people. Right. They don't know it yet. So I always use the analogy where imagine you're walking down the street, you hear a, a, a room sound in the background, shoom, and you see a Lamborghini just like drove by, right? Like shoom,、mm-hmm. like that. What's the first thing pops into your mind? Most people would say, "Who is that person?" Right? Or right. spoiled brat, right? 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 You know, like it's it's all negative stuff, right? right? 
you know, may party's, you know, daddy's money, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, well, he must be a drug dealer and all that stuff. Well, yeah. so there you go. That's your problem. Because how, how, how are you going to be successful if you believe, if you're the one that's driving that Lamborghini, that's how people perceive you. Yeah, you don't absolutely. Be, you don't want to be a bad person. So I say negative association with money and negative association towards wealthy people. Yeah, and you can't attract wealth if you are resentful toward those who have it. And most people don't even know they're resentful. Yeah. They think they're neutral. I said, you're not neutral. It's, it's resentful. How do I know you're resentful? I look at your result. Yeah. I look at wow. the result you have right now. It tells me all, everything that's going on in your mind. Mm. That's, that's profound. I like that. So let me ask you about the next topic. What is the great debt lie? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So the great debt lie is this. Because remember, Brian, I was in debt, $150,000 in debt, right? Exactly. And now most people, you look at, even listen to most financial advisors, uh, they would tell you, hey, Brian, don't, don't drink that Starbucks coffee in the morning, right? Save, save the three, four bucks, right? Don't, right. Don't, don't, you know, wait, wait till the gas prices come down and then you, you go get the gas and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the lie because I believe when you have debt, you don't have a debt problem, you have an income problem. Yeah, that is not your problem, because at the time, think about it. If I was to try to pay off my debt with the income that I had before I met Alan, how long it would take me? Right. It would take me decades yeah. to pay that off that debt. But it didn't take me decades because I knew I didn't have a debt problem. So imagine if you have ten thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand dollars in debt, student loan and credit card and different things that you have. But if you could make, you can multiply income by two, three, five times, how much quicker could you pay off that debt? Oh, absolutely. Uh, right? So you yeah. don't have a debt problem, you have an income problem, but here's the, here's the kicker, Brian. You don't have an income problem, what you have is a skill problem. Mm. The skill sets that you have right now are not producing the income that you want because the skill sets you have right now are not valuable enough to the marketplace. Doesn't mean you're not valuable, it's the skill sets you have that are not valuable, right? Yeah. Why, why, why someone gets you know, only minimum wage flipping burgers? Because anyone can hire someone to replace you. You're easily replaceable. That, that you cannot be very valuable in terms of a skill set person if anyone can replace you. But yeah. when you have a skill set, example, like closing, I could go in with, into a company and help them generate revenue. Now I'm much more valuable and I could earn much more money with my skills. Absolutely. I love that. So a lot of people who have longevity in their careers have needed to reinvent themselves. I think of musicians. I mean, Cher does this. Madonna does this. How do you, how do you reinvent yourself in business? Oh, that's such a good question. Uh, if, if you are growing at this example in terms of income and revenue, if you're growing in terms of you're growing maybe 10, 20 percent, 30 percent a year, you need to reinvent yourself probably every year, mm -hmm. right? Uh, my company, we are we inventing what we do every party, every one, a month or two, um, every two months or so. Yeah. Meaning, like, here's the business model. We break it. We invent, reinvent it. We bring on, like, new initiatives because with hyper growth. And so meaning that when you reinvent yourself, you have to let go of what is working for you right now to go to the next level. And that's very difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of retail businesses are failing because they have not adequately reinvented themselves either at all or not so, in time. So, so imagine Brian and you and I were talking and say, hey, Brian, you, you've done 300 episodes with right. your show. And I say to invent what you do, you got to change what you do and maybe maybe hypothetically add YouTube to your component. 
yeah. right? Or maybe add something else to a component to take what you do to the next level. Whew, that's not easy. Because no. you've been doing this for like for a long time. And, yeah. But you know to go to the next level, you have to let go of something in order to get the next thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. So the idea of creating your own life is a theme that does come up a lot on this show. And you really live and teach that. How do you tap into that creativity? I think there's the difference between creativity and entrepreneurial creativity. There are two different mm. things. So okay. creativity, like we're talking about, like I said, like you're an artist, right? You can paint, you can you can uh, create sculptures, and that's certain type. Or you can draw, that's you can write, you know, po poet. That's music, music. That's creativity. Now, what I'm talking about is entrepreneurial creativity, which has a lot to do with being able to make connecting the dots, looking at something that's working, maybe in a different industry. But you can take that and you can borrow that and apply to what you do, which is a lot faster, right? Hmm. You think about uh, with like drive-through. I mean, drive-through has been around a long time. You think about yeah. it, right? Burgers. Yeah. But when the first drive-through that came about for, let's say, for banking, oh, okay, maybe we could do the ATM machine just like a drive-through. That's yeah. That's that's you know that's being creative. That's entrepreneurial creativity. It's not new. It's just hey, that works for faster. Why couldn't it work for banking? Boom, yeah. there you go. So it's those type of creativity being able to making. Like I I make all my money with entrepreneurial creativity. It's not about I have this amazing original idea. I'm not Steve Jobs, right? But right. I would say hey, that's working in that industry. That's working in that industry. I wonder if you kind of combine that together, what would happen, right? Yeah, and that, it's it's very very different, and and that requires you to study, and a lot, and being a very good observer, Absolutely. observe what is going on. Cool. We've got a minute or so to our final break, and I want to ask you, how do you know when to turn down business? Because you can't be so desperate that you take everybody who wants to work with you. I think in the beginning of your career, you say yes to a lot of things. You have yeah. to. Because uh, and then you have to learn the second stage, learn to say no sometime. And then when you get to become like pretty successful, very successful, then you say no to ninety nine point nine percent of stuff that come across the table. Because oh, yeah. because now you you've got your model down and you know what what you're about, you know your brand. Then you say ninety nine percent because all that is distraction, right? And everybody wants wants a piece of you. They want your attention. They want your money. They want something from you. Then you learn to say no. So it depends on your stage one, two, or three. Yeah. What's the best advice you've ever received right before we go to break here? Act as if there's no limit to your abilities. Mm. That's that's awesome. I love that. And here we go. It's uh, coming up on our break. And we're here with Dan Locke. We talked about his book, Unlock It. And we will come right back on the other side. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go. We will be right back for our final segment. Be right back. and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. 
have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. heard about the Ring Video Doorbell app. It has a motion sensor that alerts your cell phone if someone is on your porch or rings a doorbell. All you have to do is tap your phone and you can see who is at your door and talk to them through a remote mounted camera and speaker. My husband thought this would be a good idea to have for our home. However, I had no idea he had installed it while I was out of town. Imagine how confizzled I felt when I returned home, went to unlock the door, and suddenly heard my husband's voice calling at me for from seemingly nowhere. He had installed a camera and speaker high up in a tree next to our front porch. Talk about being surprised and confused. What's another word for being confused? Flabbertubles. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Dan Locke, and his book is called Unlock It. And Dan, I would love to ask you something because creating a specific and very successful business is about creating the right kinds of attention. Does this mean that there's a very calculated reason for everything you do in business? You don't leave things to chance. I know you don't. Because you've, you've heard this before. Attention is the new currency, right? Yes, uh, yes. I think it's only half truth because you and I know, Brian, let's say we now go out there and we take all of our clothes and we run around. We're going to get some attention, okay? Right. <laughs> it, it may not be the right kind of attention, but we will get some attention from the police, right? Right. So the, it's not just getting attention and like screaming and yelling, hey, pay attention to me. It's getting the right kind of attention from the right kind of people. So mm-hmm. that you have to be very clear. Example, if you are selling B2B, business to business, well, guess what? You probably want the attention to be on LinkedIn, right? Yes. That's where your ideal clients and prospects are. So have attention, get attention from there. If you're selling some kind of product, a vanity product, a more lower ticket item product, uh, something that would showcase well through photos, maybe Instagram is your platform, right? right? Then maybe YouTube is not your platform. On the other hand, if you need something that you need to be communicated to, um, that you need to uh, demonstrate through videos, then maybe YouTube is your channel. So knowing what, like what, which platform you pick, what battle, right, you want to pick, it's very, very critical. So the right attention from the right people. Fantastic. I know this is one of your favorite topics. I would love to ask you, how do you know who you want to work with? There's a very specific way you hire people and vet people, right? Yes, yes. First of all, I never, ever post a resume to hire somebody in my entire company. Not one, one time. Uh, I've never hired based on a resume. I've never read a resume in my life. Now, when I say this to entrepreneurs, like, what? Right. <laughs> they say, well, how do you build your, ma- like, this big team that you have? First of all, most of my 
my team members that I have today, uh, almost all of them, almost all of them, they were my students, one way or the other. Oh, that's brilliant. So when, when they were my students, they know what I do. They know my culture. They know what we're about. And they, once they've experienced that, so when they join my team, they want to bring the same transformation to people. Like it, it makes, that's why we have this incredible team. Like, team, like my, although my company is Dan Lok, my brand, but it's not me, right, Brian? It's, it's the whole team behind me, right? I just, I'm the CEO. I, I'm the spokesperson for my brand. But really, it's right. about, it's a, it's a big group of people. So that's, the, and second of all, when if someone wants to join our team, uh, we always give them, we, first of all, I ask them to send us a video. Pitch, yeah. pitch me, do a video. I want to see how it sounds, I want to see how you talk, right? Right. And from there, I always give them a, what I call a 90-day doofus test. Not probation, doofus test, right? Doofus test meaning I'll put them through hell for 90 days. And I mean hell. Mm. Like, I, I mean, like, get this done. I'll send them something 1 a.m. in the morning. I want this done by 6 a.m. I want to test them out. Wow. Put them under pressure, under stress. How do they react? How do they respond? Right. I give them a task. Instead, because everybody can lie on a resume. Yeah. Right. I say no. I give you a task. Or, or how you do anything is how to do everything. I just need to know immediately within days. I know how you are as a person. How's your work ethics? Is that a good yeah. fit? Right. Yeah. And I and I purposely tell people who we are about, what we're about, and what we're not about, and that turns off a lot of people, which is good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You you need to repel the people you don't want to work with. Do people know that this is a ninety day test, or do they think it's just going to last forever and this is who they? This oh is no, who no, no, no. So the way you know how people say, oh, we'll, we'll hire we'll hire you now, and we would see you know how you do in ninety days, and and then you know we'll talk about the, the long term agreement, right? That's how most companies hire. Right. No, I the way I hire is. You got a week to prove yourself. Yeah. Only if you pass that week, I give you a second week and then a third week. Once you've done it in 90 days consecutively, then you join my team. Wow. See the difference? Yes. So imagine someone goes through their process by the time 90 days hits. You're good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That, that is so incredible. I love that. I love that all day long. <laughs> and I bet it's fun watching people squirm a little bit. Yes. And the great thing is with the social media reach, that brings a lot of talents, right? When you don't have enough people to, to, to pull from, then you, it's very difficult to do this, right? But when you have a lot of people to choose from, then I put them through. Because people would say, yeah, Dan, I, I want to join your company. I'm, I'm eager, ambitious. Well, let's see. Yeah. yeah let's see, right? Yeah. And, and like in two days, like, oh, this is not for me. This is like, this is crazy. Good. Right. Because right? Oh, people, don't, people don't really understand. Like, People say, oh, I'm high performance. I say, I sit down with someone, you have no idea how to spell high performance. Right. Unless you're in my company, you have no idea. Like people see the way, like I have so many entrepreneurs on my show. They come to my, come to see my team. They see the way I work. They're like, damn. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I want to talk about something else. You did a couple of TEDx talks and mm -hmm. one of them, you talked about being an unstoppable force, which is having hunger you, you don't achieve massive success if you're not hungry enough right percent and uh, i think hunger and drive yeah uh, not motivation because motivation is, is short-lived right drive and i believe brian what drives you change would change from time to time so in the beginning what what was driving me in the beginning of my career was just to support my mom to help my family right 
Yeah. And later on, what was driving me was success. Unfortunately, ego. But yeah. that was what that's what's drive what was driving me. Prove people wrong. Prove people that I'm I'm somebody, right? That I'm yeah. not just a nobody. I'm not this invisible kid going through high school. Like I had a lot of these like issues, right? right. And now what's driving me is significance, mission, values. So it would change depends on where you are in your in your career. And some some people never change. Some people right. all their whole life is it's driven by ego. And you know, that's their choice. But I think right. once you are mature, you evolve, what drives you would change. Right. Absolutely. What is the biggest risk that you've taken in business? I would say is starting the first one. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, that would be because once you are an entrepreneur, it's pretty difficult to go back. Because once you have the entrepreneurial bug, you know what it's like to be to be in business for yourself. And for but for fast forward today, then yeah, nowadays the, the risk doesn't bother me that much because I always believe like risk is like a muscle. You got to work yeah. on it, like a right. like a risk muscle. If you work on it, you exercise it, then it doesn't bother you as much. And you'll be as you grow, you'll be more strategic. You would know, hey, it's it, it's a calculated risk, right? Yeah. What's the downside? So if you can live with that, then I'm okay with that. Absolutely. And while I'm thinking about it, and I'll give you a chance to do this before the end, but where can we pre-order your book? Hmm. It's go to www.theunlockitbook.com, and that's D-T-H-E, unlockit, L-O-C-K-it.com. Unlockitbook.com. Theunlockitbook.com. Yes. Fantastic. So you have your own show. Tell us about that. You talk to really high wealth people about how they achieved Yes, yes. I do kind of what you do, right? So yeah. uh, every single week I bring on a guest who is a, an industry leader, who is a, who's a business leader, yeah. a true expert in their fields. And because of my circle through Young Present Organization and just my network, I can bring on some pretty interesting people, right? And I would just, hey, you know, let's – even now sometimes when I meet a new person, I say, hey, let's just jump on my show. Let's get to know each other. So <laughs> it becomes a, a way to connect with people. It becomes a way to – to help people to to share the message and sometimes just for me to learn. Yeah. Like here's someone I want to learn from. The only difference is I turn on the camera. That's it, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. What are some of the greatest lessons that you've learned from the people you've talked to? Every single one of them, in spite of like whatever businesses or different things that they do, what I noticed the ones who are at the very top, uh, example that the one who's like running big companies, I'm talking yeah. hundred million and up, right? Right. Um, almost all of them, in fact, almost none of them, almost none of them are driven by money. Mm. I would say none of them are not driven by money because they don't talk about money. Yeah. They, they talk about values. They talk about mission. They talk about disrupting an industry. That's what's driving them. The yeah. ones who are like, you know, a couple million, five million, they talk about money. Yeah. The, the people who are really super wealthy and hang out with each other don't need to talk about money because they already have it. Yeah. And, and so then it's like a chicken and egg, right? Is it? Yeah. Because the way that they, because when you are, are thinking about something bigger, you're solving a, a big problem, a global, global problem. Of course, if you can solve that, money is there. But because they're not thinking about, oh, what, what car I'm going to get, that that affects the way you make decisions versus how, I'm going, how am I going to solve, solve this en environment problem? How am I going to solve this big problem for companies? Well, that changes everything. So I, I noticed that very, very interesting. And funny thing is, Brian, the more successful, the more humble. 
Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. We got about three three minutes until the end. What has inspired or what has uh, surprised you the most about entrepreneurship? It is tough as hell. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think like people understand how tough it is. Uh, and, and they think, oh, they see someone on social media, they see someone on Instagram. Hey, I want that life too. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to start my own thing. And I'm like, I don't know if you know what it takes because I don't watch sports. Right. I, people ask me, why do you watch sports? I don't like to. I don't need to watch sports. I said, 20, entrepreneurship is 24-7, the most yeah. competitive sport on the freaking planet, right? Yeah. Any, any day, any time, any way in the world, someone's trying to kick your ass, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I mean, I'm in that every day. I don't need to watch some guy, like a bunch of guys chasing a ball. You know what I mean? I, right. That doesn't interest me. So uh, okay. it's extremely difficult. Okay. And the question I ask everyone at the end, who inspires and motivates you, Dan? Uh, my mentors. Uh, my mom, first of my mom, number one. Uh, my first mentor, Alan Jacks. Second mentor, Dan Pania. And my now third mentor, uh, Mr. Dwayne Clark. Uh, all three of them, my mentors, they are my inspirations. Awesome. If you were starting over today, knowing what you know right now, what might you do differently? I wouldn't start my business first. I would focus all my time developing the high income skills. I would not have been in debt, the 150K, if if I would have just done follow the Wells Triangle first. Wow, that is fantastic. Any final thoughts before we close out? Knowing that that it's possible, knowing that if you want it bad enough, that that you could do it, but knowing that don't chase don't, don't strive success because of ego. Strive success because of, of significance of who you will become and who you can impact and, and what you could give to the world. Awesome. And we have about 30 seconds left. How can we find you and how can we find your book one more time? Yeah. Go to www.danlock.com, D-A-N-L-O-K.com. My book, www.theunlockitbook.com. Dan, thank you so much for being here. You are absolutely phenomenal and terrific. Oh, thank you, Brian. You're terrific. You make it so easy. Appreciate it. Well, thank you. And thanks all of you to listening to Success Profiles Radio this week. We interview world-class achievers, learn what they did, what they overcame to achieve their success and the lessons we could extract from it. Thank you all for listening this week. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I interview another world-class achiever. And until then, you all have a great week. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye, everyone. It's been fun. It's been awesome. It's been amazing. And so are you. Grab the book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers available near you. We'll be right back next week. Take care. Bye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Week we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.